welcome to the Still Worthy Podcast, the safe and empowering haven for people like you and me, single, child-free women looking to embrace our unique path, celebrate our freedom and independence, and live our best, happiest, most fearless, fulfilling, and kick-ass life. I'm your host and sister friend, Sanja Lioness Mackey, here to guide you on this incredible journey that redefines womanhood and acknowledges your worth, irrespective of your marital and family status. Let's get this party started. Hey girl, how are you today? Welcome to another episode of Still Worthy the place for us single, child-free women to discuss the topics that are relevant to us. And today's topic is free to be me. And this episode is probably going to be a tad bit longer, but stay with me, girl, because there are lessons, learnings, and things you'll be able to identify with throughout this episode. I'll be touching on a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but always know that I'm going to bring everything back around full circle. So for decades, centuries even, freedom has meant financial freedom for the most part. That was the goal, making enough money to be able to provide for yourself, pay your bills, and have some leftover for some fun and enjoyment in life. But over the past few decades, the definition of freedom has expanded a bit to include time and location freedom. People don't want to hustle and grind their life away. They don't want to work until the day they die. And with the pandemic and people being forced to work from home, many found that they liked not having to go into a particular building or location for work every day, that they liked being able to work from anywhere. But there are other freedoms that are equally important, if not more so. And with my life's journey, my divine purpose, or as I like to call it, my God-assigned mission and my unique personality and gifts, I've been exposed to two freedoms in particular, personality freedom and mind freedom. So what is personality freedom exactly? Well, I define it as the freedom to be your most authentic self. You don't shrink back or hide parts of yourself just because your personality isn't somebody else's cup of tea. And mind freedom is freedom from the expectations, opinions, and actions of others. You are free when what other people say, think, and do doesn't affect how you choose to live your life. So I'll give you an example of each of these from my own personal life experiences. From the day I was born, I was an outlier, meaning someone who fell outside the norm. I was 24 inches long when I was born. That's right, girl, two feet long when I came into this world. And from preschool on up, I towered over all the girls and more than half of the boys. Even as an adult, at 6'2", I am taller than the average woman in every single country in the world. But not only was I different from a stature standpoint, you know, from a height standpoint, I was different from a personality standpoint. I was more assertive and opinionated than most other women. And I was reminded of these differences by men many, many times over the years because I was taller, but also because I wasn't quiet. I wasn't demure. I wasn't submissive. I didn't just go along with the program. If I didn't agree with something, I spoke up and I said so. Even in the corporate environment, I was reminded of these differences. Every single performance review, 
across two major companies that I worked for, Fortune Global top 10 companies in the oil and gas industry that everybody knows and recognizes around the world. I received the feedback that I was quote unquote too direct and too assertive and that I needed to dial it down. I needed to dial it down. And I never understood what that meant exactly. And honestly, they could never really explain it to me. And they sure as hell didn't have any meaningful suggestions for improvement for me uh, because that's what's supposed to happen, right? In an annual performance review. If they give you an area for improvement, a good manager also gives you suggestions for improvement in that so-called deficient area. But what improvement could they give me for being too direct and too assertive? Except something like uh, be a little less talkative, be a little bit more demure. I mean, something along those lines, which always came across to me as sit down and shut up. That's how it came across to me, what they were saying. Sort of what they told little girls back in the days, be seen and not heard. And I know you can probably identify with what I'm saying here because you've probably received similar feedback in your corporate career. You're too direct. You're too assertive. You're too something. And you need to rectify that by being less of whatever it is that you are too much of. But here's the killing part, girl. That wasn't even the worst of the feedback that I received. Let me tell you about two other performance reviews. During the time that I worked in a chemical plant environment in Louisiana, I had what was essentially three managers. One was my direct line manager. You know, he was over the financial analyst group that I was a part of. The second was the plant manager who I supported. You know, all of the analysis that I did was on a plant wide basis. And he was the primary recipient and benefactor of that. And then the third manager was my indirect line manager. He was the plant manager's right-hand man, so to speak. And so everything went through him before it landed on the desk or in the inbox of the plant manager. In one performance review, the indirect line manager said to me, you know, Mr. Right-hand man said that my stature, meaning my height, combined with my personality was, quote unquote, too intimidating and that I needed to sit down when I was talking to the plant manager. That's right, girl. He said I needed to sit down when conversating with the plant manager who was a white male. And I was absolutely flabbergasted. Like, are you really saying this to me right now? Is my performance really impacted by whether or not I, as a young minority woman, sit down to make this older white man feel more comfortable and in control? Yes, ma'am. That was a real life performance review. The other example I wanted to share with you was the time that my manager, and, and, and just so you know, all of these managers were white men. You know, if, if we look at the common denominators, white men, they were traditional old boy network type companies that were primarily dominated by older white men in management positions at the top. And of course, me, I'm the primary, you know, one of the common denominators as an assertive, direct woman. Okay. But I was told that I needed to master the art of being soft with being assertive. Again, I am flabbergasted and at a loss for words, but I'm also ticked off because I know for a fact that they were not giving men the same feedback in their performance reviews, telling them that they needed to master the art of being soft with being assertive. 
So why the hell were they telling me to do that? But I tried to maintain my professionalism. And so I said, okay, as the means of improving in this area, can you give me the name of a woman mentor in our function, which was contracting and procurement, who has mastered the art of being soft with being assertive? My manager couldn't give me one name, not one. So essentially, he was asking me to do something that no other woman in our function had successfully done. Girl, make it make sense, right? So when I say personality freedom, do you see what I mean? The freedom to be me, the freedom from being criticized for just being myself. The freedom from being criticized for the same exact things that other people were doing, but because of my gender, because of my race, and because of my unique personality, those things were not okay for me. So when I resigned from my corporate job back in 2016 to step into my business full time, it was definitely with things like financial time and location freedom in mind, but it was also because I wanted personality freedom. I wanted me freedom. I I wanted to be able to wake up every morning and not have to put on the mask to go to work. And you know the mask, girl, the one you put on so you can play the corporate games and navigate the corporate politics. I just wanted to be free to be me. And so all of this that I have shared with you, these different scenarios and experiences, they are the reasons why identity and freedom are two cornerstones in my three-pronged coaching framework, along with purpose. You know, I worked with single child-free women to live a still-worthy life, okay? And identity, purpose, and freedom are the three cornerstones. And now you can see why these things are so hugely important to me. Now you can see why freedom for me goes beyond just financial time and location freedom to something deeper, something more intrinsic, something more fundamental, like the freedom to just be you, girl. Now, earlier, I also mentioned mind freedom, freedom from the expectations, opinions and actions of others, where what they say or do doesn't impact how you choose to live your life. And let me say that because of the way many women have been raised, the way many young girls are being raised, it's a tough thing for our gender. It's a tough thing for us to free ourselves of. You know, we're naturally seen as a gender with the emotions, the gender that cares. So, of course, many women care about what their parents think what their friends think, what their relationship partners and significant others think, even what strangers and people on social media think. But what's happened is that you place the expectations and opinions and thoughts and actions of others above your own. You try to meet other people's expectations, but not your own. You believe what other people say and think, but not what you say and think. Not what you know to be true. Not what you believe. You do what other people want you to do, even if you don't want to do it, even if it's to your own detriment. And I'm here to tell you that when you do all of that, you're only hurting yourself. You're only doing yourself a disservice. You're only robbing yourself of the life that you were created to live. You're robbing yourself of your dreams, your goals, your desires. 
your purpose, your passions, your joy, your peace, your fulfillment, your well-being, girl, everything. You're robbing yourself of everything. Your life and the things that happen or don't happen in your life are the direct result of your thoughts because your thoughts drive your actions or the lack thereof, which then drive your results or the lack thereof. It all starts with your thoughts. But if your thoughts are not your own because you've been impacted by the thoughts and opinions of others, then the life you live is not going to be your own either. Let me say that again. If your thoughts are not your own because you've been impacted by the thoughts, the opinions, and the actions of others, and you let that take precedence, over your own thoughts and opinions and actions, then the life you live is not going to be your own. And do you know why that's important? Besides the obvious in terms of, you know, the life that you're currently living, it's important so that you're not left with regret at the end of your life's journey, so that you're not left with a lot of coulda, woulda, shouldas. True story here. Ronnie Ware was a nurse who worked with people in the last stage of palliative care, which basically means they were dying. And she surveyed them because she wanted to know what they felt about their life now that they were at the end of it and they were looking back on their life's journey. And she wrote a best-selling book talking about the results of that survey, and she called it the top five regrets of the dying. Now, I'm going to share these regrets with you now. And I'm going to do it in reverse order, going from number five to number one. Number five, I wish I had let myself be happier. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Yeah, let me go into that one a little bit. You want to know one of the reasons that I kept getting the same performance feedback year after year? Because I never really did anything about it. I never really did anything to change it. I mean, how could I be less of me, which essentially is what they were asking me to do. But not only did I not really pay any attention to the feedback in terms of changing myself, I let my managers know on several occasions exactly what I thought about what they were telling me. So I'm sure I missed out on a raise or promotion or two due to my quote unquote direct and assertive personality. But you know what I won't be left with? the regret that I didn't have the courage to tell my managers exactly what I thought about the way that they were talking to me and treating me. I've always said to myself, I have to be able to look at myself in the mirror and sleep with myself at night. And if I can't do either of those two things, we have a problem. And there's no way I would have been able to do either of those two things if I had let my managers or the companies that I worked for snuff out who I was. If I had let them make me feel that I had to sit down, shut up, shrink back and hide parts of myself just to be successful. Sure, I might have gotten promoted. I might have made more money. But at what cost? Girl, at what cost? Because I always tell women, if someone or something cost you, you, then the cost is too high. Number two on the list of the top five regrets of the dying. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. (laughs) Okay. 
the last one, the number one regret of the dying, in Bronnie's words, as reported via her survey, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life that was true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Do you see now why it's so important that you free yourself from the opinions and expectations of others? Because it has a cost, and that cost is your very life. It's your goals, it's your dreams, it's your passions, it's your purpose, it's everything. It is your very life. We have to have the courage to stand up in the face of opposition for ourselves, for the lives we were created to live, and for the people whose lives we were assigned to impact via our divine purpose and assignment. Is it easy? Of course not. It's one of the hardest things in the world. It reminds me of a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson who said, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. This also reminds me of something that a contracting and procurement manager of our office in China once told me several years ago. You know, I had questioned why his people You know, they weren't comfortable with some negotiations we were doing with a supplier, but they didn't say anything. They didn't speak up. And I said, why didn't they say anything when they had the chance? And he said, the chopstick that sticks out gets chopped off. Let me say that again, because it really hit me and I've never forgotten it. He said, the chopstick that sticks out gets chopped off. And he was saying that to explain why everybody went along with the program, why nobody felt comfortable standing up and saying what they really thought. Girl, there's risk associated with standing out. There's risk associated with speaking up. There's risk associated with thinking differently from the group, with not accepting your manager's feedback, with not showing up as less than so your man can feel like more than. With adopting the quote unquote unpopular opinion. Hell, there's risk in me standing up every day and speaking positively about being single and child free in a patriarchal society that still values marriage and children as the two key barometers for defining a woman's success and happiness. You know, when I posted about travel, everybody loved that. But now that I'm posting about single child free women being empowered to live an authentic and free life of their own choosing, girl, I get crickets on some of my posts. It takes courage to be the chopstick that sticks out when all the rest are sticking together. But you have to do it because you're standing up for your purpose, for your dreams, for your values, for the people that you have been assigned to serve via your divine purpose. You're standing up for you. What did I say in last week's episode? No risk, no reward. No guts, no glory, no legend, and no story. And you end up at the end of your life's journey with regret. Wishing you'd had the courage to live a life that was true to yourself, not the life other people wanted you to live. And what you hope, or shall I say what I hope for you, is that you don't find all this out when it's too late. That you heed this particular episode and that you really hear what I'm saying. Because, see, this is where I differ from a lot of other people and a lot of other coaches. You'll hear a lot of them say, girl, it's never too late for you to realize your dreams. But I'm here to tell you that there will come a time when it will be too late. 
There is such a thing as too late. One of the reasons that I even went into coaching for women, for single child-free women in the first place is because I didn't want them to live a life that ended in regret, a life where they missed their divine calling, a life where they weren't free to be themselves, where they gave up bits and pieces of themselves all along the way, in many cases, not even realizing that that's what they were doing. No, girl, not on my watch. Not when God gave me a mission and the gifts and talents to accomplish that mission. Not on my watch. So I've shared several quotes, several stories today, including some personal examples from my own life. Let me bring it all together now. Time, location, and financial freedom, we hear a lot about those things, and they are absolutely important. I mean, who doesn't want to make more money, but also have the time and location freedom to truly enjoy what making more money can buy and do for you? But what are those things if you don't have the freedom to be you and to live a life of your own choosing? There's even a scripture that speaks to this in the word, Mark 836. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? What benefit is it to gain money if you're not free to be yourself and to live your own life? If you don't have peace of mind, not just in your life, but in you, girl, inside of you, in terms of who you are and how you show up in the world. What good is it if you can't look at yourself in the mirror, if you can't sleep with yourself at night? If you know that you're not doing right by you, that you're not being good to you, that you are settling for some things that you absolutely know you should not be settling for, that you should not be just standing by and allowing to happen. What good is it? So, you know, I always try to share a mindset shift or tangible action item to help drive home the point of each podcast episode. And hopefully each episode does that on its own. That there are things I say that resonate and connect with you and that shift your thinking and cause you to take some different actions. But I do like to specifically add a little something, something at the end of each episode. So for today's topic, free to be me, I want you to do some soul searching and some journaling about where in your life you're showing up as less than your most authentic self where you are letting the opinions and the expectations and the thoughts of others supersede your own? Is it in your friendship with a particular person? Is it in your relationship with your partner? Is it at work, perhaps with a particular coworker or manager, or maybe just in general, the whole work situation has you wearing the mask every single day and you are tired of it. You are ready to take the mask off for good. Is it in the area of your health or maybe your finances? Maybe you have your head in the sand about some issues that you really need to face head on so you can start to see some positive changes in these areas. Is it a painful or traumatic situation from your past, something you have not yet healed from, something that still affects you in a negative manner to this day? Whatever the area you haven't been good to yourself, You haven't been treating yourself well. You've been putting up with some things that you know you shouldn't have put up with. You haven't faced some things. You haven't dealt with some things. You've allowed some things to go unchecked. And consequently, you are not free of these things. 
And maybe that's what you really want. Maybe that's all you really want is to just be free of some people and some things in your life. To have joy again, to have peace of mind again, to be emotionally, mentally and physically healthy again, to be able to look at yourself in the mirror again, to be able to sleep with peace at night again. But in order to get there, you have to want it, sis. You have to want to be free and you have to give yourself permission to be free. You have to identify the areas where you want to see freedom in your life. And then you have to be courageous and take the subsequent actions that will actually lead to your freedom. It's not going to be easy. In fact, it may be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. But think about what you're currently losing by not being free. And then think about everything you stand to gain when you are truly free. And I think you'll see there's no contest, sis. There is no contest for you to stand tall with your crown on straight and be able to say, I'm finally free to be me. That is my prayer for you. And that is the blessing that I wish for you. Until next time. you so much for tuning in to the Still Worthy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Share it with family and friends who would enjoy and benefit from these insightful and increasingly relevant conversations. Follow us on social media to connect with an amazing community of single, child-free women. And visit stillworthywomen.com to work with me, travel with me and other single, child-free women, and stay abreast of projects I'll be launching soon just for you. I hope today's topic encouraged you to view your lifestyle with a fresh, exciting, and empowering new perspective. And I can't wait to have you join me for the next episode. Until then, remember that your life choices are valid, your journey is beautiful, and your worth is immeasurable. Oh, 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 o